Erevin, Perik Zayin, Mish Yud Aleph, 711, and the last of the Perik. The Mishnah says, Nosen Adam Ma'a, a person can give a very small coin, Lechen Vani V'lenachtom, to a shopkeeper or to a baker, Kadesha Yizkalo Erev, in order that he will um, benefit him by contributing to the Erev. Diver Rebbe Eliezer, Kwanzer Eliezer. So what's the setup? Kwanzer Eliezer, the idea is, Later on in the day, the people of the neighborhood are going to end up setting up a shituf or an eruv, and therefore they're going to go to the shopkeeper or the baker to pick up some wine or some bread to set it up. Of course, if it's an eruv chatseros, you'll need to have the bread specifically, but we could be setting up here an eruv tchumen or shituf mavos, and that would be wine also, etc. So the idea is that I am going to, the man here in the story is going to give a coin to the shopkeeper, and say, when they come to buy supplies from you with the money they collected from everybody around the neighborhood, you should please make a little bit of a larger contribution, add an extra little bit of wine or bread to what they're purchasing um, by the, for the money I'm giving you here, and then that will be my contribution towards the Eruv. Now, what that would mean, essentially, or it looks like it's meaning, is that I'm acquiring a bit of bread from you by giving you money. And now that, under normal circumstances, is simply unacceptable and untenable. There's no such thing by Jews as a Kenyan kesef. There's no way you can acquire bread or wine by giving money. Kenyanum acquisitions happen through lifting up of the object, etc. And therefore, under normal circumstances, giving money and saying, okay, I'm giving you money now for bread you'll contribute later on my behalf, that could never be this fellow's bread. However, according to Bliezer, since the whole institution of Ervin and Shetufin are uh, rabbinic in nature and very lenient, and therefore going to be lenient in this regard as well, and allow this shopkeeper to do it on his behalf. Now, the Chacham Omrim, lo zacha lo ma'osav, they say no, they say you can't do it that way, because the money itself will not be sufficient to establish a Kenyan, and therefore it's just rejected. No, I just rejected, you cannot prepay and then have the shopkeeper pay some food on your behalf. Umodim, but they do agree, the Cham do agree, Bisharkul Adam, Shizakhaloma Osav. When it comes to other people, people not in the food selling business, those people, if I just go to my neighbor and say, Listen, I'm giving you now a dollar, and when they come to collect the bread for the, the Erev, please give a little extra on my behalf as well. That would be acceptable. Why? Um, because when I'm giving you the money, it's under, if you're not in the food business, it's understood that I'm not actually doing the Kenyan or attempted to make a Kenyan and own some of the bread because that's not effective, says the rabbis. Instead, what it means is I'm asking you for a favor and you're going to be my agent and I'm paying you for the service of arranging the Erev for me. And that's what the small contribution is for, not to own the bread per se. You're giving a bread that's a gift from you and you're being it to me like we had in the previous Mishnayas and I'm just giving you money to compensate you for the effort and time you're doing to do this service for me. So that will be acceptable, say the Tanakhama. Excuse me, say the rabbis, forgive me. Now, the next words of the Mishnah say, which literally means because you can't make an error for a person unless he knows about it. Now, the way that the Bartonura learns, like Rashi, is this is explaining why it's never going to work for the shopkeeper or the baker, to establish the contribution on my behalf by giving him money. Because we already established the money can't work in making a Kenyan, 
and there and furthermore, since that doesn't happen, it'd be like a a different a gifting, not in my presence, of bread on my behalf. And in normal circumstances, you says the Bartanura, you can't do that if a person doesn't know about it when it comes to setting up an Arab. We'll say more about that in a second. Um hold that thought. Um but that being the case, uh, it, since you can't do it without me knowing about it, and this would be like a separate thing that I didn't necessarily know about, so then it's not going to be valid. Many other Mephorshim reject that approach um, because it's a little weird for a few reasons. The most obvious being, since I asked you to set up an error for me by contributing, even though technically the money I'm giving is not acquiring the bread that's going to be given to the Erev, but I'm sort of giving authorization that I want it done, so that should be considered kind of like me consenting to it. So many other Mephorshim understand what's happening here is that this shin should be read sort of like as like a vav, we have this other Mishnah as well, and we're making a new point to the Mishnah. The Mishnah in general is saying that you can't make an Eruv for somebody without them knowing about it, because the general rule, as he said earlier in the parak, is that you can be Zach and Adam if you can benefit a person without him being there, but only if it's indeed a Zachus, a benefit. If it could mess him up, you can't do it without his consent. And, as the how would it be that you're messing someone up? Um, the answer is, the simple answer is, if we're talking about an Eruv Tchumen. Remember, we're giving to shopkeepers for wine, etc. So an Erev Tchumen could be wine. And the Erev Tchumen sort of redefines the area in which you can walk on Shabbos. And obviously, that could mess you up. If you are sort of forced to be on the west side of town, when you plan to be on the east side of town, that would be no good. And therefore, that's what the Mishnah says here. I'm Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda says, When is it true that you can't do this without a person knowing about it? That's Be'erev Tchumen. Erev Tchumen, since you're setting up a person in the center of his Makam Shvisa's home base for Shabbos, you are, could be masking him up. Letting a person participate in the joint Erev for the Chatzer, that only has upside, no downside, because now he just can carry out his house, and now before he couldn't carry outside his house. So he doesn't have to carry if he doesn't want to, but he's certainly not losing anything by having the option to carry out. And therefore, ladato. you could contribute to a person so he's part of your on his behalf, so he's part of your Erev, whether he knows about it or otherwise, you could do a zuchus, a benefit for a person, even if he doesn't know about it, not in front of you. In contrast, you can't mess a guy up and obligate him to do something which is not good for him unless he consents, and that's why the Erev Tchumen could be a problem, but not the Erev Chatzeros. There is a side point here. We discussed the possibility of perhaps if you have two chatzeros, you have to choose one or the other, that could be a detriment to you, and therefore wouldn't it be permitted to shalom and not in front of you? Maybe if yes, then yes. Other proportion reject that as well, and it's not a problem, but in any case. But the case of our mission, not like that. Our case of our mission is a conventional case of a person and his regular his regular chatzer, so then you could do it not befanov. And the halach is indeed like Rabbi Yehuda, that you can do shalom of you can do it without him being there, if you're talking about an heir of chatzeros, assuming you're not messing him up in any way. Um, but not for the Erev Tchumen, because then you potentially really are messing them up.